You're listening to the Go Ministries International Podcast, where you're going to hear the truth of the Word of God, wild, relevant, and powerful for your journey in today's world. Anytime the Spirit of the Lord arrives in any, in any area, His presence brings dominance to attitudes, purposes, and pursuits. Tonight, the Holy Spirit wants to do what this church, this pastor, this weekend was designed and organized to do. And we're not going to, and God doesn't want you to leave disappointed. How many are ready for God to move? Father, we thank you right now. Stretch those hands. Never take for granted the power of a holy hand lifted to God. Don't ever underestimate the preciousness of lifting your hands to a holy God. This is the generation that is focusing on his return. I said this is the generation that is focusing on his return. And with his return comes an application of involvement like no generation has ever accepted in the history of the church. We are right at the end of the end of the end of the end of this age. And it is time for you. Now, Peter talked a little bit about this in the book of Acts. There was a new presentation brought to the kingdom system of God on planet earth. Jesus talked about it, said, go to the upper room and you're going to be visited. And the Holy Spirit's going to come and it's going to treat, it's going to train you, teach you, and show you how to operate with a kingdom authority like you've never had before. Listen to me. We are not the leftovers of his kingdom matters. I said, we're not the leftovers. We're the momentum shifters. God has called us for such an hour as this. We don't gather like this just to play church. We gather like this because we are the church. And we are mighty. I said, we are mighty in the hands of God. And you got to know your identity. And Peter said, listen, man. All you guys think this is funkiness going on. I got to tell you, this has already been introduced several thousand years ago by a little prophet. He was a minor prophet. Wasn't even a major one. He was a minor one. But even in the minor leagues, those prophets have a power of his word. And he said, in the last days, we're going to Hyundai and Shandai and prophesy within the realm of the goodness of God. Every word is going to present a new avenue and a new realm of authority. Every time his word goes forth, something is accomplished in the supernatural. God said, my word will not return void, but it will do what I sent it to do. It will not return unto me empty-handed. It is time for you, this generation, to rise up and flex with a kingdom authority. I said, with a kingdom authority. It's already been given to us. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. 
Ha, ha, ha. It's always good to be around happy people, even if you have to fake it till you make it. Ha, ha, ha. You can borrow my ha, ha, ha any day, but eventually you're going to take ownership. But it's time to turn the tide. I said it's time to turn the tide. Throughout my years, I've been involved in several tides. In the 60s, yeah, I was around then. The tide of the 60s was rebellion. In the tide of the 70s, it was drugs. In the tide of the 80s, it was suicide. In the tide of the 90s, it was self-indulgence. In the tide of 2000, all the way to this time, now it was cutting and then it went to suicide. And then it went to entitlement. We've had several tides that we have visited. But it's time to turn it. We're turning north. We got the compass. We got the compass. And it's time to turn the tide towards Jesus again. I got to tell you, the church is going to leave healthy. It's not going to leave an anemic. I got to tell you, the church is leaving planet Earth in the rapture, and we're going to be healthy. We're going to be so healthy because the glory of the Lord will surround around his, his plan and his purpose and his people in such a time as this. You weren't born in this season by accident. You are named and called. And he says, watch what I'm about to do. He said, watch what I'm about to do. The kingdom system is operating on such a high level of anointing that it's frustrating the hell out of the devil. It's devil booty kicking time. Come on, it's time to be true demon busters for the kingdom of God. Said, how do I kick the devil around by just living for God? Come on. Just by living, I tell you, there's nothing that the devil hates more than a true believer being a true believer. You can't stand it, man. He thinks we love hypocrisy. He thinks we love unbelief. He thinks we love compromise. And he's even gone as far as introduced permissible lifestyles into us thinking we're going to just indulge in it. Guess what? He didn't see this generation coming. But God did. He didn't see this generation coming, but God saw you. He saw you in the shadows of this anemic society. And he saw the strength of his spirit begin to rise up. And he saw a holy hand standing up in a time of worship like no other season in the history of the church. And I got to tell you, you are the church. We are coming into an age of healthiness. We are going to be strong in the power and the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to rise up to every occasion. We're going to shout out his glory. And in his glory, change will follow. Ah, 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 ah. Are you catching this, guys? Man, I know sometimes if you watch... The news, like CNN, constant negative news. If you watch CNN and you're watching all what's going on in, in the world and, you know, the weirdness that's going on in politics, I got to tell you, it doesn't move me. Come on, 
in all the seasons that I've been, in all the tides that have been there, in every place that God has, has called me to be in the midst of that turning of those tides, I've never heard God ever say once, oops, Steve, I didn't see this coming. And he never will. Before that devil ever arrived, God already set up a counter plan of what he was doing. All we got to do is step into it. I call it the infrastructure of the Holy Ghost. I said the infrastructure of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit has no obstacles that it hasn't already removed or defeated. I told someone the other day, I said, God's already done what he's already going to do. All you got to do is get to the done. He's already done what needs to be done. You just got to get to the done. That's the problem. I'm ready to get to the done. It's already been done. I said, it's already been done. It's time for the body of Christ to get to that place, and let's get her done. Come on. Man, you got to begin to start walking in this supernatural realm of peace where every time you turn around, even if you can't sing, you start singing. Even if everybody around you says, please sing no more, you're hurting my ears, you just sing louder. Sing unto the Lord a new song with praise and worship. Ha, ha, ha. We're missing out on opportunities to connect with the supernatural divine kingdom system that God has put in place. We're missing opportunities because we think we either got to be in a meeting like this or we got to be in the church. Let me tell you, I got to tell you, the church is inside of you moving constantly. We are his bride. We are the church. Come on. And I got to tell you right now, Jesus is looking at his bride and going, yeah, baby. Looking good, sweetheart. Looking good. So it's time for us to rise up. I believe that there are four simple infrastructures. And let me, can I give you the definition of infrastructure? Can I give you that? Something that this word, and Pastor, Pastor Jeff, uh, that's been rolling around in my spirit for the last six to seven months is this word infrastructure. One day I'm praying, I'm seeking the Lord. I'm going, Lord, where, where are we in all of this? I said, where are we? I mean, I know where you're at. You've, you've never moved. You've never changed. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's something solid about you that I never have to concern myself about. But man, we become a lot of flaky people. And we have a non-flaky God. What's going on? And the Lord said, you know what? You're going to have to get to the infrastructure of what my kingdom system is all about. Now, some of you are going, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, hopefully, if I can just explain this just for a few minutes, I'm going to ask you just to focus hard. But if you'll know that, here, here's the definition of infrastructure, and maybe that'll help you. Okay? I know it's a long word. It's got... Yeah, several syllables. I know it's more than amen, and, you know, amen is a two-syllable word, and for a lot of believers, that's a stretching. That's a stretching. One time I was in a Baptist church, and they didn't even know how to say amen. Yeah, I was in a Baptist church, and we were up there and giving them going, okay, let me help you out. It's two syllables, a-men. 
See, some of you are at that Baptist church, I can tell. A. Man. You may be slow, but you're good at it. So all of a sudden, this word infrastructure just came up, and I'm going, what does it mean? And the word infrastructure means, listen to this, the basic, now listen to this, the basic physical and organizational structures or facilities needed for the operation of a society, enterprise, vision, or purpose. But notice the beginning, the basics. The basics. Some of us are making Christianity out so complicated. You know why? Because we're trying to change Christianity to fit our weaknesses instead of his character. Thank you for uh, not getting too excited about that. I don't mean to step on your toes, but come on. I'm stepping on mine too. Let's get back to the basics. What's the basics? The Bible. I got to tell you, it's time that we start carrying this Bible. It's time that we start preaching it again. What does Bible mean? Basic instructions before leaving earth. B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. The basics. Man, we got to get back to prayer time. We got to get back to word time. We got to get back to Jesus time. We got to get back to praise time. It's time that we come to church for the real reason. Because we know when we get there, Jesus is going to be there. Why? Because I'm going to be there. I'm bringing Jesus back into his house. I'm bringing Jesus back into his house. It's time for the basic. Listen. Physical and organizational structures. Do you have the scripture for me? Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. This is not going to be long tonight, but I'm going to be, for the next two nights, I'm going to be sharing about this. Because I'm going to give you four fundamental infrastructures of what we as the body of Christ need to understand in order for us to fulfill the visions or to live within the structure of the enterprise, or it says, therefore you are no longer outsiders, exiles, migrants. Is this the amplified? Yes. Is this the amplified? See? And aliens, excluded from the rights of citizens, but you now share citizenship with the saints, God's own people, consecrated and set apart for himself, and you belong to God's own. This is our infrastructure. We belong to God's own. We have been, listen, we have been tattooed with Jesus Christ. Then it goes here in the next verse. It says, you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. Don't worry about your house. As long as Jesus is the chief cornerstone, everything's going to be okay. Build, but make sure he is the cornerstone, the strength of what we build. I said the strength of what we build. The strength of this church is built on Jesus. The strength of our faith is built on Jesus. The strength of our identity is built on Jesus. The strength of our words is built on Jesus. 
strength of our hope, the strength of our peace, the strength of our ha, ha, ha. Don't make me come out there. I've never heard anybody yet, but I'm always excited about the first time. Ha, ha, ha. Man, some of us just forgot the joy conception of what is there when Jesus is truly there. People ask me all the time, why am I always happy? And I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be. Somebody said, do you ever have bad days? I said, I don't even know how to spell it, let alone be it. Why? Because Jesus is my chief cornerstone. I've learned how to build an infrastructure. You're probably going, who is this crazy man on stage? Steve Mann's crazy. They just let me out of the loony bin for this weekend. I'm so excited. Yeah. Josh got me out. They gave me permission. But bring him back first thing Monday morning. Now understand that there is an infrastructure. I, I'm so excited about Jesus. And let me tell you, I was your age one time, about 100 years ago. I was your age. I'm so old, Methuselah was in my youth group. But I want to tell you, I've been, it's your age. But I didn't have the freedom. I didn't understand the infrastructure of what the Holy Ghost brought to the plate of glory. Come on. Come on. Oh, I'm about to drop the mic. I'm just joking. But this infrastructure, listen to me. He's the chief cornerstone. And we got to identify with this. This is who we are. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a child of God. And when a child of God looks into the word of God and sees the son of God, he or she is changed by the spirit of God into the image of God for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We just need to learn how to express our gratitude to God without restrictions. Thank you for the yes. You sing bass? You need to. Yes. Meaty. It could be, yeah. No, yes. I don't mind that, yeah, just as long as you're a soprano. Understand that this system of God, this infrastructure, I learned, I learned how to grow in it. They, they called me when I was 10 years old, this very insecure, you know, uh, um, yeah, thank you. Quit speaking that over me. Man, just when you think you had a son-in-law you loved and they speak these words, I'm just joking. But they called me an introvert. Quiet. I was always looking down. I knew the color of people's shoes, but I never knew the color of their eyes. And then one day I went to a Pentecostal camp. You heard about this? I went to a <laughs> camp. I went to a <laughs> Shandai Hyundai camp. They were speaking a foreign language. I thought they were from another country. They were. 
kind of understood what those men and women of old in chapter 11 of Hebrews, they never became a part of it, but they saw it afar off. And they never got attached to this one because they saw their country in the horizon. And when I got the Holy Ghost, and I began to pray in tongues at this Pentecostal camp, I prayed for two hours in tongues, carried me to my dorm, laid me on my bed, woke up the next morning speaking in tongues. And when I did, a new infrastructure, a new infrastructure, the cornerstone of what my identity was, my identity was to be for the rest of my life was birthed. All right, I'll say rebirthed. I'm 14 years old. I'm a Baptist kid. I went from Baptist to Pentecostal. I was messed up. They called me Bapticostal. I just thought it was a new denomination. I invented a new denomination. What are you? Bapticostal. Yeah, baby. Man, I, but when I understood the infrastructure of my identity, all of a sudden a new hunger for his authority started to rise up inside of me. I didn't understand it all, I got to tell you. I didn't understand it all. But you know what? It didn't stop me from pursuing it. I don't understand how a brown cow eats green grass and produces white milk, but it doesn't stop me from drinking it. I don't understand all of it. At that point, I didn't even know there were 66 books in the Bible. I didn't, I thought there was, you know, I went to Bible college. My first year in Bible college, some girl comes up to me and goes, Steve, I got a word from you. I go, what is it? Look up. Hezekiah, chapter 3, verse 7. Two hours later, I realized there was no Hezekiah. That girl from that moment on became my enemy. Even if she would have asked me to date her, I wouldn't have. It wasn't her fault I was stupid. But I got to tell you, a new hunger rose up inside of me. I needed to know the infrastructure of my identity. I needed to understand of this God that was in this book and what he believed about me just as much as he needed me to know what to believe about him. And all of a sudden, I realized when I opened this book, God wasn't the bad guy. God is good all the time, all the time. All. 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 He. He wants. I just want to see how quick you are. Then I realized that I had been following Job 120, one, uh, what was it, 121 for so long, thinking that was the way God was. For the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And it just mattered what day it was. And then one day I realized it wasn't the Lord that giveth and taketh away. It was the Lord that giveth and continues to giveth. It was the devil that kills, steal, and destroy. And when I understood that infrastructure, it changed the way I pursued him. It changed the way I believed him. 
It changed the way I talked about him. It changed the way I followed him. Come on. All of a sudden, I'm going, whoa. If God is good all the time, all the time God is good, then I can trust him. Understanding is, understanding is a prerequisite for obedience, but only if you know how to trust what you're obeying. And I started to trust God because I started to learn more about him. And I realized that he was for me, not against me. He loved me the way I was. And all he was trying to do is bring his personal character into this character. And I was a character. Before I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, I have a book out here, and I'm not doing this to sell my book, please, okay? But in this book, I talk about this infrastructure that I had in my life that I didn't understand the concept of God because I was lacking a key ingredient in understanding it because if you're going to understand God, you're going to need his spirit. Why? Because God is a... So if you're going to understand it, so he says, now, what's the best way I can get people to understand me on a better level, on a better infrastructure? He said, I'm going to send my spirit to planet y'all. We're in Mountain Home, I can say it. Planet y'all. How many are part of the y'all group? Yeehaw. So he says, I'm going to get everybody on the same page. And within the infrastructure of this, they're going to understand who I truly am. And all of a sudden in the upper room, in the book of Acts, here come the Holy Ghost. Ooh, da, 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 da. And I got to tell you, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there had to be some kind of rendition of joy. I mean, I don't know if you've been around drunk people. I grew up around drunk people. My grandmother, my grandfather, on my dad's side, were alcoholics. My aunt was an alcoholic. My uncle, Uncle Jack, was an alcoholic. They all died of cirrhosis of the liver. When I was a kid, I spent most of my time in the bars with my little plastic soldiers playing while my dad was trying to get him sober. So I was around <laughs> my grandfather. Oh, bless his heart. Every time he got his Social Security check, he would go and get alcohol. And so I would know when he got his Social Security check. So, you know, I'm in the youth group, and we're raising money for camp and, and for weekends when the youth group all gets together in different cities for a big youth rally. And I knew when he drank... He was the friendliest guy on planet anywhere. So when he drank, I'd go to his house and ask him for money. And he'd give it all to me. Was I manipulating this situation? Well, at least his money was going for a good cause. So I didn't feel too bad about it. In fact, he came to my dad one time when he was sober. He says, Chuck, I need you to tell Steve to quit coming to my house 
every time I get paid or get drunk. Dad goes, why? He says, because he asked for money, I give it all to him. My dad goes, I ain't going to stop that. I paid my way to camp to my grandfather's drunkenness. It's awesome. But I was being a drunk. I want to write a book. How drunkenness sent me to camp. All right, that's awesome. So I could say, how vodka brought me to victory. Anyway, that's, that's, anyway, but there was something, there was something, ha-ha-ha, thank you for the ha-ha group. Listen, I got to tell you guys, come on. If you can't get happy in the house of God, even when Steve Munz is preaching, hey, don't blame me, guys, don't blame me. Come on. I found out after I got the Holy Ghost, there's no such thing as a boring preacher. Just a boring spirit. And your spirit is being bored to death because it's not hearing the word of God the way it was meant to be heard. Because your spirit, come on, has been stagnated. You need a Holy Ghost jolt. Ha, ha, ha. Some of you just need to start praying in the Holy Ghost right now. Thank you for the amen. Now you can translate that in the Holy Ghost. Some of you are going, well, what's that language? It's the language I thought were for nutty people. Until I became a nut for Jesus. Every time I pray in the Holy Ghost, something supernatural designed from his kingdom plan, an infrastructure of his identity begins to move inside of me. Ah, ha, ha. And, you know, they say children laugh, what, 88 times a day? 88 times a day. How many hours are in a day when children are awake? 12, 18, 20, infants 21. No, I just, some of you parents out going, I don't know, they're never going to sleep. But they say they laugh 88 times a day. Adults four. What? It's like the adults have become joy constipated. Thanks for tuning in to the Go Ministries International Podcast. For more information, go to goministries.net and follow us on social media to get more content like this straight to your phone. Remember, no matter what you've done or where you're at in life, you're lovable, valuable, capable, and redeemable.